Okay, Toto Enciala's Ipswich Town career has come to an end. The defender has joined Fleetwood Town. Um, Stuart Watson, it's it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride with Toto at Ipswich, hasn't it? So we'll just start off with with how this deal has come about, why it's come about, and the options that he maybe had, and um, ultimately Fleetwood. Before we we dig into his Ipswich career and, and look back at his time at the club. Yes, well, ultimately he was in the final six months of his contract, the out-and-out final six months of his contract because the uh, the option wasn't there to extend it. And it was pretty clear that he didn't really fit into sort of Kieran McKenna's style of football. Toto, as we know, is a no-nonsense centre-half and from the, the limited bit of football we've seen under Kieran McKenna thus far, it's, it's three centre-backs comfortable on the ball striding out from the back. So... Uh, all things considered, um, Toto's up and down roller coaster Ipswich Town career has uh, has finally come to an end, and uh, there's there's plenty to talk about um, on that. There were other options for him. Uh, Shrewsbury, his former club, um, were interested. Cambridge United as well, but uh, Fleetwood are the ones that have got the deal done. It'll probably be a nominal fee, you would imagine, for him given the, given the contract situation, and um, I guess that suits him being up a bit bit nearer to his native Liverpool and um, yeah, hope, hopefully he can uh, get his career back on back on track. I think uh, whatever you thought of Toto as a player, I think people will, will, will know that uh, he's, he's a good guy and he became a bit of a, a cult hero amongst uh, or a cult figure amongst amongst the supporters and I'm sure everyone will be wishing him well. He, he, he certainly did. Uh, we'll get into some of the reasons why of that along the way, but Stu, we're going to rewind back to the, the summer of 2018, which I don't know about you, seems an absolute lifetime ago. Um, and 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 Toto and Ciala, one of Ipswich Town's longest-serving players, having signed for the club that summer under Paul Hurst, obviously followed him from Shrewsbury. They'd finished third in League One, lost the playoff final. In comes Toto and Ciala alongside John Nolan in a in a two million pound deal, and he was a rock in Paul Hurst's side. So at that point, at that point, we were we were hopeful that this this he would be one of what turned out to be quite a large handful of players that would make a jump up to championship level. Um, we mm. know how it. We know how it ended, though. It took a while to get the deal done, didn't it? Obviously, Paul Hurst didn't take over till later than people would have liked because, you know, Shrewsbury had made that playoff final. It was pretty clear from day one that Nolan and Entiala were the two players that he wanted. I think he'd said that he couldn't believe that championship clubs hadn't shown interest in them. Finally got them, I think, four days after the season had started with that 2-2 draw against Blackburn. £2 million double deal for the pair of them. And if we're looking at an early sliding doors moment for Toto Entiala, if you remember the game uh, at Hillsborough, where Ipswich lost 2-1 to Sheffield Wednesday ultimately, but uh, Toto scored that day, thinking it might be lift-off for, for his Ipswich Town career, but ultimately he got sent off later in that game in controversial circumstances. Uh, Ipswich tried to overturn that that red card and, and they failed in, in that front. And um, yeah, of course, Paul Hurst didn't, didn't last a whole lot longer, did he? No, that that was harsh. That red card. It was it was with Forestieri, wasn't it? In the in the second half, a bit of a coming together. The shock on Toto's face when he saw the red card was um was quite memorable, actually. But I, I think I think for Enciala, obviously we know about these players taking to the championship and and how tough it was both for Paul Hurst and those players. But I think you have to remember as well that that Toto was was essentially replacing Adam Webster, who is now. A twenty million plus 
Premier League player that some have been talking about as kind of an England potential England player. Uh, Paul Hurst very quickly made the decision to to make that sale to Bristol City at the time um, to help fund these this kind of range of signings that he was looking to make, NCR being one. And it's not a particularly favourable comparison looking back right now, is it? But I, I think even at the time, there was maybe some scepticism because there were injuries aside, there were there were plenty of, of reasons and plenty of people thinking that Adam Webster was someone that shouldn't have been allowed to leave for the for the fee that was achieved. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's fair, isn't it? And um, and then you're looking at who he's he's trying to make a step up to the championship alongside, um, obviously Luke Chambers still, but Matt Pennington, who who was very raw and young at that stage on on loan from Everton. Um, so may, maybe the the cards were sort of stacked against him at that time, trying to make that step up alongside so many others at that time. And 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 he dropped out the team around the time. Hurst got sacked, was out of it for quite a long time. Obviously, Ipswich went and signed James Collins in, in the January and and he played quite a few games. But he ended that season back in the team, was starting to find his feet again. And I remember him being absolutely immense in, in that, that final game of the season when they beat Leeds 3-2. And he's one of those that you're looking at, OK, it's been a bad season for the team, a bad season for him. But, you know, he's, he's done it in League One before with, with Shrewsbury. He could be a real bedrock of this side, um, you know, in that first season in, in League One. And um, and obviously it, di- it didn't happen, did it, Andy? Because we no. went out to Germany to see them in pre-season and uh, really innocuous clearance of the ball. No one around him pinged his hamstring and um, and he wasn't able to start that, that first game at, at Burton, was he? The Interveten Cup will um, will not live long in uh, in the positive memory of Toto and Cialo. I think Paul Lambert suggested at the time that put a fair amount of the blame for that injury onto Toto himself. He tried to carry on in the game as well, didn't he? Which which probably didn't help. And by not by not being available for that opening game, Luke Chambers was suspended as well from memory for that for that first game. So Toto was a nailed on starter in that game had he been fit for it and it pushed Ipswich into the transfer market and ultimately the man they went to sign was uh, was James Wilson who by the end of James Wilson's Ipswich Town career Toto and and Wilson were kind of a nice little partnership together but for the early part of it once Toto was back from injury that was a bit of a barrier for him because mm. if Wilson hadn't been there he'd have had an easier path back into into the team, having come back from injury, but but just the way that circumstances worked out for him at that point, um, it wasn't ideal. And th- this happened a few times to him, didn't it? It, it? There's reasons to talk about Toto sort of being his own worst enemy at times, and, and errors which I'm sure we'll come on to talk about. Um, but you have to acknowledge as well that sometimes the sometimes that the cards didn't didn't go in his favour uh, uh, all the time. No, and that that's fair, and we'll we'll come on to some of those sort of more sliding doors moments in a minute. But he ultimately gets back into that team in in 2019-20, and then we see the first of little spells where the penalties or clumsy moments or just just really bad errors that would lead to goals. I think it was the the wheels started to come off after that good start with the two 0 loss at Accrington, where he gave away a really sort of clumsy barge for a uh, might have been on Colby Bishop Bishop certainly scored scored the resultant 
penalty. I think a few days later, another penalty in, in a 1-1 draw with Lincoln in the FA Cup. I think that one was was saved and Ipswich obviously lived to fight another day in that competition. He drops out the side for, for a little spell, comes back in. And then I remember a, a 1-0 defeat to Portsmouth in which I think he was booked and living really dangerously and got, got subbed during the first half. And by that stage, you're thinking, this isn't going to happen for Toto here at Ipswich. He got loaned ultimately to Bolton uh, for the second half of the season. And I'll be honest, I didn't expect him to still be an Ipswich Town player come come the start of the following season. No, I think I don't think that loan went hugely well either. I remember one, um, from memory, there was an own goal in there where he kind of kicked the ball into his own face and it bounced into the net and it didn't go particularly well. And you're right, I don't... I think a lot of us probably felt coming back that summer that it, it would be hard to see where a, a route back for him because he seemed he seemed quite low. Um, there are some reasons for that. Like we, we, he later at the start of that following season, once he was back in, he, he did a post match interview after a cup game with Fulham where he talked about taking too much uh, too much social media, kind of getting into his into his brain, overthinking things, and and in kind of the most positive way possible he was there to try and shut some shut some people up wasn't he and um that's that was his phrase and from from there it from from nowhere because that all came after the lockdown of course it, it seemed like he got himself together a little bit but but there was still some more sort of bumps in the road to come for him yeah i think that that interview you mentioned there is is an insight into Toto Enciala, the man, I think he's a bit of a sensitive soul, a bit of an overthinker from, I don't know Toto well, but I've had enough experiences of him and I know people around him that have said that he's someone that maybe reads into everything that's kind of said and written about him and that's probably not helped. I think I think that prolonged COVID break, obviously after the Bolton loan, was, was when the season got shut down and, and he admits he went away and had a bit of time to focus on what's important in life. I think religion became a big part of his life during that point. And, and you're right, that, that League Cup game you mentioned against Fulham, he was named captain that day. And you're starting to think, OK, redemption time. He's got, an, he's got another chance to prove himself what he's all about at this level. But on his day, Toto can look like a man mounting, absolutely immense, win his physical duels, so athletic. But you always fear that there's a, there's a Rick coming and then when one Rick comes I think he's a confidence player and his head goes slightly and we had I just mentioned that little spell in the previous season another one of those was around the corner he gives away a penalty in the 4-1 loss at Doncaster he gives another way another penalty away in a 1-0 loss at Lincoln a few days later and uh, he's out the side again for a prolonged period uh, period I think McGuinness and Wolfenden then became the preferred central defensive two and um and he's on the sidelines again for a little while. Yeah, th- those two, those two penalties kind of were a, a bit of a trait in Toto that that was one that I think he did a fair job of kind of eradicating from his his game by by the end. But he, he, the first one, I think he got burned down the left wing. I think it was by little John John Taylor, um, and then he couldn't help himself but just have a little nibble at just the wrong moment and chopped him down. And I think, forgive me if I'm wrong with this one, I think the Lincoln one was on Brennan Johnson and it Correct. was late, late in the game. And it was a game that we 
felt that Ipswich needed to get something from because the previous season they'd lost that Accrington game and then lost to Rotherham and then the rot set in and it didn't it didn't recover. They'd just suffered their first defeat of the season at Doncaster again and they were it was drifting towards a nil-nil with Lincoln and then same again, couldn't resist a little nibble um, mm-hmm. down, the Donc- down the Lincoln left and it, it cost him and it cost its team, his team. It was tough, um, but it was a trait that we'd become to worry about a little mm. with Toto. Well, if you, if you remember, I think then he comes out the side for a bit, and then December he he gets reintroduced, and then again he gets that he doesn't make it beyond he doesn't make it to half time in a game against um, Peterborough. Was it where he gets booked, and then they're worried that he's going to get get sent off and. Uh, yeah, he's got, he's going through a bit of a difficult spell, isn't he? Come, come the halfway stage of that season again, and you're thinking once more his career's sort of his Ipswich career is is heading one way. His contract was up, and I think we're, if we're honest, if you I think if you'd have done a straw poll of Ipswich fans at that stage, who out of Toto Enciala and James Wilson was going to get their option taken that summer? I think most people would have said James Wilson, who was named Player of the Year. Um, but it was the other way round. James Wilson moved on. He was he was let go, and they took the option on on Toto's contract, and um, and he gets another stab this year. And yeah. uh, and I guess it's been another similar tale for him this season of of you know some decent little periods, but but ultimately you know it, it's it's not worked out, has it? Mm. I I really like that partnership of Wilson and Enciala for for they they were the for my money, I know I know Wilson won it. I think I wrote a piece at some point saying that I probably would have picked Toto as my up, definitely up there for Player of the Year in 2021. I think he started 2021 exceptionally. Toto did he once he did get back in the team again alongside Wilson. They they complemented each other well because Wilson was quick, good positionally, could, could cover. Toto was the warrior, and for a period there. Um, for a period, they were really quite solid as a pair, and I, I enjoyed watching them. But Toto's season ended early. He 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 didn't play again after the three nil um, loss to Wimbledon, um, which prompted Paul Cook's demolition man comments. And as you've just said, I think we probably all assumed, and I think Toto himself probably assumed that he would be sort of part of that part of that exodus when. Um, when the contracts came came around, but like you say, he he wasn't. He he he. They took the option on him, um, and then again he went. He was a starter on the opening day, but again, there's an injury in there, isn't there? In the Morecambe game, he, he's injured. They're still building the team at this point. Um, Edmondson hadn't played. They hadn't signed Cameron Burgess, but Toto's in there, had his chance, and been unfortunate to suffer an injury which kept him out for a little bit. And it's a, it's another moment where it felt destined not quite to happen for him mm. and even then even then there's another little comeback in there after they'd thrown away a two-goal lead at Cambridge he gets his place again and he featured for quite a long time he, he started in the 4-0 win at Portsmouth he started in the 4-1 win at Wickham he was part of that team that was starting to get on the up un- under Paul Cook but ultimately his Ipswich Town career has ended with is kind of now remembered by him being part of the team that lost 2-0 at Barrow and both him and Cameron Burgess looked looked very jittery that that day 
prior to that, he's obviously gone over and confronted the uh, the angry Ipswich Town fans at, at the Valley after Ipswich had lost 2-0 at, at, at Charlton. I'm not really sure what he was hoping to achieve there. That's another little insight into maybe some of the psychological frailties that, he, you know, again, sort of confidence player. And when things are, things are not going well, he, I'm not sure he sort of responded to that well. And then in arrives Kieran McKenna, three at the back. We've seen in, the, in his first couple of games that he wants those defenders to be able to be comfortable on the ball, stride out from the back. And uh, I think immediately we sort of worried when we looked at both him and Cameron Burgess, to be fair. I'm not sure either of them are quite what Kieran McKenna wants for his centre-halves, but Toto was the man with the, the shortest time on, on his contract. And um, and there we have it. So Fleet, Fleetwood and others have come in and they, they've sanctioned the move. So um, do you, he's, he'll be 30 in March, Andy. Where, where do you see his sort of uh, his career going from here? Well... I think I think from what we've just discussed, it, it's pretty clear that Toto and Ziala is a defender with some really good defensive qualities, but isn't able to produce it consistently enough. Because that's why we've we've talked there about kind of rebirths, more chances. There's he's likable. I think that managers want to give him a chance. He's got attributes that show why he should be given a chance, but it, it's not far away. It certainly hasn't been at Ipswich. It's not been far away that there's another turning point for him where where, where things go on the downturn. But hope, hopefully for him, a move a move to Fleetwood, a team that in theory should maybe make better use of his skill set, potentially more suited to that. I, I would hope for him that he goes there and finds a team where he's able to be in, him be himself. I think he's found a better level of consistency in the final 12 months of his time at Ipswich than he's had in the in the previous two years. And if he can take that to Fleetwood and maybe leave some of the baggage that he's kind of either picked up or made for himself along the way at Ipswich, I, I don't see why he can't be a, a solid League One centre-back. Um, Ipswich want... I'd say Ipswich probably want more than a solid League One centre back, though, don't they? They've got aspirations higher than that. But I don't. I honestly, I don't see why um, he can't go there and be a success. And the beauty of it, Stu, is Ipswich go to Fleetwood in March as well. So there's going to be a there's going to be a reunion soon enough. Yeah, and uh, his debut might come. Uh, I don't know if he'll sign in if he's signed in time for the for the weekend. Um, but the next game is uh, Fleet, Fleetwood are playing at Charlton, so he returns to the scene of that that angry confrontation with the fans quite quite quickly. But um, as we said right at the very start, I'm, I'm sure Ipswich fans will be wishing him well. I've, I've, uh, I've seen that he, he he doesn't make a big song and dance about the things he does away from football, but I know he's done. You know, he's interacted with with a lot of Ipswich Town fans, and um, whether people have been been struggling sort of mentally or. Uh, things like that. He's, I think he's been very approachable and a very well-liked character away from the football pitch. And I'm sure everybody will, will be wishing him him well going forwards. It's a, it's a shame he hasn't worked out for him here. But uh, you can also see that maybe Ipswich Town need to need to, to go down a different route now. So we'll see what, what happens. I guess the final point is, do Ipswich need another defender now, Andy? It depends. Depends if Kieran McKenna's persisting with three at the back. Because what what does that leave now? It leaves the starting three of Janoy Danassian, Luke Wolfenden, and, and George Edmondson, all clearly, I would say, better suited to that that system than 
than Nciala and um and as you say Cam Cameron Burgess Burgess is the senior backup there but there's not really anybody else there's you're then looking at recalling Corey and Darba going with Albi Armin um Elkin Baggett so for me this would probably be this probably would be an area I'd be looking to recruit maybe I don't know, Kieran McKenna, he's talking about the recruitment needing to kind of fulfil the short and long-term um, goals at Ipswich. Um, but for me, maybe maybe that's an area you could get someone in on loan um, between now and the end of the season. That's that's maybe somewhere I'd be looking. What, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. Who knows what's around the corner in terms of, of COVID and injuries and um yeah, you're leaving yourself a little bit short, I would say there. Whether they whether they use that last senior spot up to fill it with a centre half, or whether they go with a, with a young one from one of the, uh, the the Premier League clubs that McKenna knows so well, and then they use that that senior spot in the squad for uh, for another area, maybe down that left side or another area of the pitch remains to be seen. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that by the time this transfer window ends, we'll we'll see a centre half come in. So there we go. Toto Nciala's time at Ipswich Town is over. He's moved to Fleetwood and um, Ipswich Town move forward. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.